0: Hour two of the podcast. It's Donna and Steve and the big Z all hanging out with you before the big snowstorm. Thank you for listening. All right. We didn't get to this story, Steve, before we took a little break. And we will get to music news at some point. But I just, this headline just kills me. Meghan Markle upset and overwhelmed by South Park episode. And then it goes on. I didn't see the episode, but I listened to the audio. And so they aired an episode titled The Worldwide Privacy Tour, basically mocking Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and their decision to move to the U.S. to seek out a private life. So Meghan Markle apparently not happy about it. She's upset. She's overwhelmed. She's annoyed. Um,
2: According to sources.
0: according to sources, or a royal commentator. Oh, boy, um, that's somebody (laughs) on their couch somewhere. (laughs) That's my favorite. Even suggested that the episode could bring on a lawsuit. So.
2: This is a fake story. (laughs) It's a fake. Everything is a fake headline. But they knew that it would draw us in to play the South Park clip.
3: on the show. It's so awesome to be here. It's great. So let <laughs> me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you. But you say your life has been hard. And now you've written all about it in your new
2: book, Wah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. But,
0: you know, you have to... <laughs> uh, your new you book, have to where? look at this as being... Roasted. It's
2: like being, it's like if they did an SNL sketch. Yes.
0: I mean, of course, they're not going to be like, there has to be funny in it and irony in it.
2: That's very (laughs) funny.
0: I'm looking at some stills, and there's one of Megan with a sign that says, Stop looking at us. And then Harry, We want our privacy. (laughs) Um,. (laughs)
2: Oh, geez. Um, His book, (laughs) they And they said that uh, South Park was particularly hard on Megan, who is described as a, quote, sorority girl. She wasn't a sorority at one point. Actress, influencer, and victim. I'm supposing like uh, a talk show probably introduced her that way. Here she is, victim, Megan, you know, something like that. Um, can we oh hear my God, It's so funny. I so this sort of reminds me of. I just want to play that clip again because it kind of reminds okay. me of when Jimmy Fallon does the like, yeah, that like just that over because. the top by S getza beha. The, yeah, that
0: accents <laughs> on the character. And they're also they're yeah. chanting
2: We Want Privacy at the beginning. Let's hear it one more time.
0: We want privacy! We want privacy
3: right, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here, it's great. <laughs> so let me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family, you've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Wah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: the writing is so good. Oh, um, boy. I mean, really, if someone did that for me, I mean, unless in her mind it's going to feed into this negative view of her, And, you know, she can turn this into, you know, I've gotten death threats. And so from that point, I get where it's a very sensitive matter. But that's that's funny. That's
2: That's, That's funny. I bet they would even laugh at it. I I fully disbelieve from the royal commentator. (laughs) I would like to see your papers, ma'am. What qualifies one to. Am I right now? I'm you a royal commentator. Be. I'm commenting on the royals.
0: I think a royal commentator or a royal insider is always somebody who has that's no life. In with the family. It's someone who's got a connection and an agreement with the family. They work together. Not Harry and Meghan. The. what? What's the word I'm looking for, Mike? The.
1: The monarchy, the, or, yeah, but yeah. there's a there's
0: a but, there's a word that they use the not the system. And,
1: and with it also being from the Daily Mail, we also know from reading Spare what that right. means. So exactly, I was not shocked when this came up, and then I clicked on the link to the story. Daily Mail was the first thing to pop up. Yeah, that wasn't mm-hmm. a surprise at all. Yeah. So yeah, the Daily. What do they fail? call it? What they call funny. it
0: not the office. The the. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a word for it. Somebody will text me or um, email me. Anyway, um, so yeah, they're allegedly upset about it.
2: I just feel yeah, like you can be. Uh, uh, how? Okay. How would these people know? Because then, if they're a royal commentator, that means they're in with the family, like the British mm-hmm. family. And Harry and mm-hmm. Meghan aren't talking to they're the family. They're not talking to those people. No. They're in Santa no. Barbara. Yeah. This is what a this fake means. news.
0: What this means is they're trying to get the press off their tail about a negative story and they put this out about them. Yep. So it takes the heat off of, you know, King Charles and Camilla, who, by the way, Ed Sheeran and Adele both turned down an opportunity to perform at the coronation.
2: That seems a little crazy. You know, Ed said he already had a a tour date. He's touring in Texas. Adele didn't. Which is
0: fair. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, Adele didn't offer a response or a a reason why not publicly yet. But those are two big British. Yeah, those
0: would have been good gets.
1: And so,
2: what is he now like? Okay, fine. Call Elton.
1: Uh, Lionel Richie is the one that's being rumored.
0: (laughs) (gasps) That would be amazing. Yeah.
1: I would He's send so him as a U.S. ambassador. The joke was you're going from one hello singer to another hello singer. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Is firm the word you were looking for? The firm? The firm. Yes, the there firm. There we go. Thank you. Firm. Thank you, caller. Oh, see
0: were the they... Zamboni strikes again.
1: Were they British? The caller? Uh, no, not that I could tell from the accent. I don't, <laughs> don't know, though. Maybe. Maybe they're hiding. Perhaps. It. Could be. Mm-hmm. From the
0: Iron Range, maybe? <laughs>
1: M&M um, oh okay, so, News now, uh,
2: speaking oh. of potential lawsuits, Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon from The Real Housewives of Potomac. You watch that one, Donna?
0: No, I don't watch that one.
2: They have a podcast called Reasonably Shady, and they recently applied for a trademark of that name. Oh. m m just filed papers to stop them. He says the title could cause confusion among people who have known him as Slim Shady and Just Plain Shady since the late 90s. Bryant and Dixon want the trademark for merchandising purposes, but Eminem is saying, "Mm mm-mm, that belongs to me.
0: I think he has a case.
2: Speaking of cases, do you know that two court shows got canceled? (laughs) No, see, Donna, these are big ones. I love how
0: your brain works.
2: Well, it's a story we never got to yesterday. So I hear case, law, legal, gavel. Judge Mathis and the People's Court are both ending their runs at the end of the current season. Judge Mathis has been on the air for 24 seasons, won a Daytime Emmy in 2018. Greg Mathis is the longest-running black male host on television. The current version of the People's Court, featuring Judge Marilyn Million, is in its 26th season, Million was the first Latina judge to host a nationally syndicated TV court show. The original version of the People's Court, as we all remember, had Judge Joseph Wapner. That went on from 81 until 93. But Judge Mathis and the the People's Court, they're both going bye-bye. So if you enjoy decompressing to small claims court, you, my (laughs) friend, are going to have to go down to the courthouse.
0: I just think daytime TV is a tough place to be right now I think
2: I think the people's court might go to a streamer are they doing that like Judge I Judy so. went away and then suddenly I think at was some back. point
0: we're just gonna be done with broadcast TV I mean I not any time in the next you know 10 years but it's going away
2: yeah I guess at Bye. some point but then all the all the channels that you watch on broadcast TV they're gonna be absorbed by streaming right. services six of one half a dozen to another I guess Bankers I mean it's dozen. pretty slick diamond but... dozen sorry Dirty doesn't good
0: um it is pretty slick that you can watch anywhere and it doesn't have to be live and you don't have to have recorded it i mean that's a huge convenience
2: yeah, it is like
0: i have youtube tv I'm separating, I'm isolating from the other person who lives here. And so I stayed in my room. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. So I just went to youtubetv.com and I could watch anything I wanted. Yeah. I could watch live TV. It's just so convenient. We have to go. Things are a change in my friends, it's We're- the winds of change.
2: Good final line, Donna. When we come back, uh we've got some news <laughs> out of Florida. Florida might ban your dogs mm. from doing this, and I frankly I kind of agree with Florida on this. We'll tell you what it is mm. that when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk.
0: Good morning. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 107.1. everything entertainment Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Mike Zamboni in the house. Hey, hey. I like it. We
2: need a, um, a noise there, though. Yeah. Um, Got to find some Zamboni
1: sounds. Yeah. There you go. Sure.
0: Yeah, we'll get Rocco on it. All
1: right. Great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Mike, do you have a dog? I do not. Do. Cat. You do. I have, have a cat. You the cat. Punk
1: in the yeah. cat. Okay. Yep.
0: Steve, you have a dog?
1: Rex.
2: Soft-coated interior.
0: Do you let him uh, stick his head out the window when you're driving?
2: Yeah, but very, very... Um, Cautiously? Cautiously, yes. Like I, you
0: don't leave it open enough for him to get his whole head out?
2: No, because I'm not sure if anyone out there has a met dogs, but they have a large, stupid part of their brain. And so they could easily be like, oh, my gosh, it's blue. Jump out. And so I always have a yeah. crack where he cannot a squeeze his little body out of the window. Okay, I bet you would just roll date. it down like a pickup no. truck person. Let him drive no. the car if you need to.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. The opposite. But, you know, dogs really love it. They love the wind on their face. But uh, Florida is considering a new law that would make it illegal to let your dog stick its head out of the window while you're driving. There's a um, a senator, a, um, a state senator named Lauren Book, and she's sponsoring the bill and everything in it is supposed to keep pets safe and prevent animal cruelty. The window thing is just a part of it. And I think this would be, would it be a misdemeanor, did she say? Let's see. Um, Please hold. I I don't know. Yeah, second-degree misdemeanor for letting your dog do it. But she also wants to make declawing cats illegal in Florida. (sighs) She wants to bar people from driving with pets on their lap. Good idea. She wants to ban the sale of rabbits in the lead up to Easter because so many people then abandon them. Mm. Um I don't know. What do you so you think this is a good idea?
2: Yeah, I think I, I'm okay with it because listen, hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I've seen videos of dogs jumping right out of the window on a freeway. So you know yeah. I get it. It's I know it feels like a bummer because you just want to, especially you, you little country bumpkin over there growing up with all that country music radio, every album cover, probably at some point in a singer's career, they got a dog sticking his head out of a pickup truck window, (laughs) right? So I get it. That's fun. Yeah. But I understand where they're coming from. I'm always nervous when it happens. But you also see how much they like it. You know, they just like love it.
0: blow a fan on them. Here's the thing for me, I have always kept my dog loose in the car. And I know that there are things like there are harnesses, there are um, like hammocks that you could put between the front seat and the back seat so that they don't fall onto the floor. You know, I've never used any of them. And that is something that I think I would do next
1: Time. Hmm.
0: I just think it, it keeps them safer, you know. You can hook sure. them up to the seatbelt thing and you know, it's got a little bit of give on it, so they're not just, you know, stuck in a sitting position. Anyway, um this made me think about um Googling a Florida man. You guys know this trick?
2: I feel like I do. Somewhere okay, from my me. distant past.
0: Okay, so I Googled, okay, hold on. <laughs> I Googled a Florida man and then your birthday, November 25th.
2: Oh, okay.
0: It's a fun game because these headlines are ridiculous because crazy things happen in Florida. Here's what came up for your birthday. Okay. Mostly naked Florida man accused <laughs> of spreading feces during school break in
2: <laughs> Lord in heaven.
1: Unbelievable. Oh, I I know mine. You're going to love you it. You do? October 23rd. Look it up. Oh, there's All a... Right. There's a... <laughs> let's just... Let Lord me get the... Man. Hold on a second. Let me get the song queued up. Hold on. Oh, boy. Don't, don't read it out loud quite yet. Much. Okay. Um. And then after that, I'll have Mike... Just hold on a second. <laughs> she knows...
0: Don't look it up, Steve. All right. Which, but, um,
1: <laughs> when you want to... Uh, Is it safe to say it on the air? Go ahead and say it on the air I if you'd like.
0: So. Okay, here we go. Florida man arrested for having sex with stuffed Olaf at Target. <laughs> Heaven knows I know. Oh, well, now
1: they
0: know. Let Another one says Florida Let man go. arrested for dry humping, frozen stuffed animal.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's a fun game
2: My lord <laughs> in heaven oh, It's a
0: real fun game
2: That's a right, that terrible thing For you to have told me today <laughs> I was going to share with you Much more innocuously uh, See that thing I put in there Mike
1: Oh sorry yeah, I put saying, in a little yeah, yellow yeah,
2: yeah. bellow uh, And it should be queued up right there You mentioned they're also thinking Of making it illegal in Florida To declaw cats And the funny yeah. timing of this is This TV boy goes to Monster Jam the other day, driving home, and the kids are like, oh, Dev, my little guy's three. He said, "Uh, let's watch Elf. Can we watch Elf? And so I was like, no, we can't watch Elf. It's not Christmas. We're not home. And they're like, no, it's in the DVD. So I pull it out. We put Elf in on the way home, and I hear this Amy Sedaris scene in a way that I hadn't before. This is when Will Farrow his buddy the Elf, has now made it to New York. He's going up in the Empire State Building, ready to meet his father for the first time, Amy Sedaris, is Will Ferrell's dad's um, assistant. And so she, of course, like a, an assistant, could be during a boring part of the day, just taking a totally personal call. But I thought, this is just funny little background writing that I really hadn't picked up on before from Elf. Sorry, I can't ride with you the rest of the way up, but this is where my dad works. Well, how a good time. Oh, I forgot to give you a hug.
3: Oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. How many?
1: Eight. I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, all right. Just bring them by the camper this week and I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to charge you. Just bring them by and will see what I can
2: do. I don't know why that struck me. as such a funny background. bit. Bring I know. She like says, the bring them by the camper. I don't know. I've never declawed kittens before. <laughs> it just is a great bit of character writing where right there in that 10 seconds, you feel like you know everything about Amy Sedaris's character. So she hangs out at a campground <laughs> on most weekends, and she is the kind of friend that would do anything for another friend, even if it's something she's never done, like declawing kittens, and then, look, I'm not yeah. going to charge you. Just bring it. I can just see who she is, and I just I think Amy there is is so funny. What do you mean you hate it?
0: I don't. I, it's just not. I don't. I don't like it. Sounds cruel. Sorry. Wait. That's how I feel. Uh, I have feelings.
2: You confuse me how you see life. Well, a lot.
0: because she's talking about declawing kittens, which she's not a vet, and they're going to come to her camper. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think don't like they're
2: that. suggesting it. Like, hey, everyone, watch this. And then there's a rise in kittens getting declawed at campgrounds. Is that what you're nervous about?
0: No, I'm just picturing like pliers. I don't like
2: it. Sorry. Mike's shaking his head too. You guys want to sen- Are we censoring Elf now? We should censor no, Elf. No, They're just, censoring just, Roald Dahl. Censor Elf. The cat up. people want Elf. That's hard. It
0: conjured up a visual for me that was unpleasant.
1: Declawing is horrid, the process. And I wasn't no, not shaking maybe, my head at the movie, I was shaking it at oh, the process of, of the literally oh. amputating 10 pieces of your cat off of its body.
2: Well, when you say it like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. All right,
2: guys. Donna and Zamboni are going to uh, censor Elf now. Merry Christmas, everyone. Probably can't even play that. All right, moving on. We're going to play a game. College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 651 1071 That's the game we're going to play. One of you can call now. Bet on me or Donna. Bet on the right person. You'll win a prize. It is game time, and it is next.
0: Hey. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything entertainment It's time to play a little game It's time to go to college College, college. It's time to attend The College of Pop Culture Knowledge It's like quiz ball Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter Donna Donna's a smart one Or Steve His brain ain't right but it's
1: fun And here's your host Mighty Mike Mike. I want to see how smart you are we're going to find out how smart the two of you are, and we're going to do it by playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Today's theme, uh, there's been something, Steve, that you've been a little obsessive about in this last week or so. Chat GPT? AI. Artificial yes. intelligence. The entire yes. theme today is going to be artificial intelligence in pop culture. Yes. A little th- AI theme today. I forgot to even talk to AI today. I oh. need to ask them how they're feeling one day out from the storm. Yeah. I'll be in and out the rest of the show. Go um, ahead. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and we've got, and I believe the score is 19 to 14 uh, in favor of Steve. But if I'm wrong, fortunately today, we've got Kaylee playing official scorekeeper, Kaylee. Oh, hey, oh,
2: Kaylee. hey,
3: Kaylee. Well, hello.
2: How are you? It's been Hi. so long since we've spoken with you. What's new in your life this uh, in the year 2023?
3: Um, I guess, I don't know, just keeping the score. That's, you know, that's my New Year's resolution for... <laughs> Uh, this year again, but apparently you guys don't seem to like my my opinions.
2: Hey. No, sh- that's not true. That's just Donna. That's not me. You know I love you and accept you <laughs> as you are. My question is, remind us what you do uh, for a living.
3: I'm an interior designer.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's could I funny. give you Donna's address?
0: That's a joke. <laughs> Donna, that's a joke. <laughs> I could use it.
2: No, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're the friend who comes over. Like, if you came to my house for dinner... I would say, let's go look at this wall really quick in hypothetical,
3: Yeah, yeah, like, hey, I want, you know, how do you think of this? What do you think of that? I do get a lot of that. I get, hey, what should yeah. I do with this wall? Should I put carpet in? I get
2: that. And do you think <laughs> yeah. uh, you should pay me first and then we can talk?
0: Right, right, yep. <laughs> it's like asking a doctor, you know, your neighbor, is this look infected? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Completely different. Um, all right, Kaylee. I don't know anything about AI. I don't watch those kinds of movies. I don't know if I'll be any good. So, choose wisely. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be good either.
3: So I'm gonna go with Steve.
1: Yeah, okay. and Kaylee, can you? Correct- I right. think I actually just said the score wrong. I think it's 19 to 15, right?
3: Nineteen fifty. There we correct.
1: go. That's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. I did have it incorrect when I said that. So, yeah, you're only four away, Donna. But uh, what <laughs> we're going to do... Okay. So, we'll put Kaylee on hold. Donna's going to step aside as well. And uh, we'll get things going here with Steve again. AI in pop culture. Are you ready, Steve? Yes, I'm ready. All right. We'll start things off with this one. In the distant future, a small waste-collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind in this 2008 Pixar film. Wally. A lonely author played by Joaquin Phoenix becomes fascinated and ultimately falls in love with an AI operating system named Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson in this film.
2: Oh, I, can't, I can't think of it. I feel like it's a one-word title and it's a woman's name. Go on.
1: In 2035, Will Smith plays a technophobic cop investigating a crime that may have been perpetrated by a robot, which leads to a much larger threat to humanity.
2: Oh, my gosh. Not Gemini Man. Hello. It is... Five seconds. Some people say it was... Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm having a total blank on this Will Smith movie. You got Kaylee on your side, though. By the way, I should mention um, here before we bring Kaylee back on, she's not playing for a t-shirt. She's playing for a pair of movie passes to see an advanced screening of Champions, a heartwarming comedy starring Woody Harrelson, who ends up coaching a team of players with intellectual disabilities. The screening is going to be on March 8th at Showplace Icon Theater. By the way,
2: that's a big prize. So yay. Hope you win, Kaylee. Hope she can help me. I also have something artificial intelligence related for Kaylee Oh, lovely!
1: as a win-loser draw gift that I'll give. As well, after we complete the game. Cool. So, Kaylee, we've got one answer so far from Steve. He went with Wally on that first one. The second one I'll repeat for you here. Uh, a lonely okay. author, played by Joaquin Phoenix, becomes fascinated and ultimately mm-hmm. falls in love with an AI operating system named Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson in this film. Do you know that film? Is it her? All right. You're going to give that answer. Okay. Yeah, and her. then in 2035, Will Smith plays a technophobic cop investigating a crime that may have been perpetrated by a robot, which leads to a much larger threat to humanity. Any idea on that one?
3: And you need the movie. The in? movie title. Yep. Um, I, Robot.
1: All right. Katie's hey, got Kaylee. Answers in. What's your deal? Just dominating
2: this. You you uh, got both of those. You I just saved I us. I more than I thought I did. Oh, my gosh. Great job. <laughs> All All right, right, let's bring
1: Donna back. We'll put Kaylee back on hold and bring Donna back in
2: here. Here comes Donna. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is now. Still can't hear, but she's coming. Press the button. Donna Valentine. There she is. How'd it go? Three for three, thanks to Kaylee. You don't have a shot in hell.
1: All right. going to get your hopes up and say, Steve only got one. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> that is
2: but, true. But,
1: Kaylee got the other, But uh, we'll see how you can do here. We'll start it off, and maybe we'll go to a tiebreaker. I think she's going to go 0 for 3. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll start things off with okay. this one. In the distant future, a small waste-collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind in this 2008 Pixar film. I think it's Wally. A Wall? lonely author, played by Joaquin Phoenix, becomes fascinated and ultimately falls in love with an AI operating system named Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, in this film. Oh
0: my God, I saw this movie in the theater. I can't remember what it's called. I will it, pass.
1: In 2035, Will Smith plays a technophobic cop investigating a crime that could have been perpetrated by a robot, which leads to a much larger threat to humanity.
0: Um, It's like one of those... Uh, oh God, it's... Uh... uh Oh, my God. Why am I blanking out? Bla- it's something black, something dark.
1: Well, if it was just the two of you playing, we'd be heading to a tiebreaker. tie-breaker. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go through them here. In a distant future, you both nailed WALL-E. Nice. Good Good one of my favorite Pixar movies. No no dialogue for the first 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second one, a lonely author. You saw it in theaters, Donna? I did. I remember Scarlett Johansson voiced the character of Samantha. Does that help? No. Knowing her name is... the name of a
0: lady? Her. Knowing her
1: her name is Samantha. Oh, okay, gotcha. There we go. Nice, And then in 2035, Will Smith plays a technophobic cop investigating a crime that could have been perpetrated by a robot. That one, Kaylee nailed as well. That is iRobot. Unbelievable. done, Kaylee.
0: Okay, okay. Kaylee,
1: congratulations. Woo! And now, as an additional gift, Mike, reminder what she just won. You just won a pair of movie passes to an advanced screening of Champions, a heartwarming comedy starring Woody Harrelson, who ends up coaching a team of players with intellectual disabilities. That's going to be March 8th at Showplace Icon at the West End. Congratulations. Love that. That's wonderful. And
3: I'm not going to say suck it, Donna because.
1: Why? Thank you, Kaylee.
3: And I want Donna to ultimately win. But thank you, Steve, for the win.
2: (laughs) Wow. You you want her to win the year's competition?
3: Of course. Always. Wow. I feel like she's Underdog, always, she's man. Underdog and we want I just want her to, you know, take
1: f- a win. To be fair, you could have helped her win today if you just would have picked her. That's absolutely uh, right.
3: Yeah, that's true. I didn't know I was gonna know so much. So. <laughs> Thank you, right. Right. That's
0: okay. Um, Thank
1: you, Kaylee. No, Kaylee, stay
2: on the line. This is for you now. Um I, I said this while you were off the air, Donna. But since today's topic was artificial intelligence and since we have Kaylee, an interior designer who called in I asked my artificial intelligence friend, could you write me a sarcastic essay about the joy of being an interior designer? Would you like to see what ChatGPT immediately drew up for me, Kaylee?
3: Yes, I would love to hear.
2: And here we go. Ah, the joys of being an interior designer. Where do I even begin? First off, let's talk about the endless fun of dealing with clients. Sure, they might have different tastes and preferences, but that's just a minor detail, right? It's not like you're the one who has to spend countless hours trying to make their vision a reality only to have them change their mind every five minutes. Oh, and let's not forget about the sheer excitement of working within a limited budget. Who doesn't love the challenge of trying to make a room look luxurious and expensive with only a few dollars to spare? It's like a game of Tetris, but instead of blocks, you're just trying to fit a faux fur rug and a crystal chandelier into a room that's the size of a shoebox. This is genius. Two more Oh, and don't even get me started on the thrill of dealing with contractors and vendors. It's like playing a game of telephone, but instead of passing along messages, you're passing along invoices and change orders. And let's face it, who doesn't love the suspense of waiting for that one delivery that's been delayed for weeks, all while your client is breathing down your neck asking, when will it arrive? But honestly, the real joy of being an interior designer is the never-ending stream of criticism and judgment. Because nothing feels better than pouring your heart and soul into a design only to have it torn apart by someone who thinks they know better. It's like being a contestant on a reality show, but instead of judges critiquing your cooking, it's your entire career on the line. So if you're thinking about becoming an interior designer, just remember, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But hey, at least you get to spend your days picking out throw pillows and arguing with contractors. What more could you want in life? that is genius that's well written if you need it like if i needed to speak at at an interior designers convention that'd be a great opening kaylee you're an interior designer did that hit home for you
3: i feel like i've been seen fully i feel very um, (laughs) like this is a excerpt out of my diary i'm telling you wonderful chat gpt kaylee thank you for
2: always keeping score thank you for listening congratulations on your big win Thank you so much. Donna, you seem to have been largely bored by my, or certainly not nearly as enthusiastic and interested as I am in this chat GPT technology. However, your reaction of me writing a simple line, write a sarcastic essay about the joy of being an interior designer,
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us
2: on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Coming out that good immediately in essay form. It is.
0: It's really, really good. I think you're more into this than most.
2: You're saying that because we got an email yesterday of someone who said I turned the TV off or I turned the radio off when Steve started talking about AI.
0: Not exact. No. Well, are it's you sure? More I bet they impacted
2: you. Oh, you don't like that. Well, it?
0: maybe, maybe, maybe maybe unknowingly. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I think it's clever. Didn't you ha- didn't you learn something from Alexis?
2: I did. Yeah, Alexis found out cuz we were talking about plagiarism with all this stuff. Can a student just say yeah. write a 1000 word School report on...
0: I mean, that would be like an A-plus well, right but, there, and I, I would be suspect.
2: Well, and suspicious. apparently teachers are getting a little suspect because she knows someone who ran a little bit of a, an experiment, and then the, the teacher was hip to it. So teachers are getting in the know on ChatGPT2, and I think what might happen is, A, student who doesn't normally write super well suddenly writes very well, or B... Two students might say, "Write a five hundred word essay on why baseball games need to be shorter, Let's say that's the assignment, and then they both come out eerily similar to each other, borrowing mm, the same right. phrases, et cetera. so right. I think you're able to kind of uh sniff this out um but i yeah, I do find it very, very interesting.
0: do you know what this would be good for though best man speeches."
2: Yes. You know,
0: that type of thing where you've got to, like, woo the crowd. What do they care where you got it from?
2: That's exactly right.
0: It's not like the AI is going to sue you.
2: Girl, you said it there. You are our queen of hearts, and I have always said that. Donna Valentine, it works in that respect because of heart.
0: All right. On that note, we both watched something yesterday. I watched a movie on Hulu. I thought it was really sweet. I'll tell you about it. And you watched a biography on wrestling.
2: Listen, why did you say it like that? Just because it's not real housewives? (laughs) Suddenly it's not art? They're both fake drama. I'll tell you what I saw and why I think you should watch it. When we come back, it's Donna and it's Steve. We're on my talk.
0: So this happened on Lori and Julia.
3: The world's oldest person is sharing her advice. Her name is Maria Benayas Morala. She's 115 year old, years old. She lives in Catalonia, Spain. And here's her advice for a long, happy life. Order, tranquility, good connection with family, and friends, contact with nature. Emotional stabilities, no worries, no regrets, lots of positivity, and staying away from toxic people. But very good advice. We'll see how long she lasts. <laughs> well, they usually go right after. Oh, know, you know, I
0: know it's never good to do interviews not. with the oldest person because <laughs> as soon as they talk, like three weeks, you know, three months later, all oh, they've been replaced. We'll see how long she lasts. Well, this is the truth. It happened, Lori. And Julia. It's been over 20 years of moments like this, where talk is fun. My Talk Hello! One. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve, My Talk 1071, Everything entertainment. I watched a cute movie yesterday on the recommendation of some listeners, actually.
2: i never heard of this movie.
0: I was going to watch The 12th Victim which is about a serial killer in the 50s. Uh, no
2: <laughs> <geez>, um. <laughs> oh, you're going back to some old-timey serial killer Well, Well, it's a
0: docuseries about this serial killer, yes. Like during, who cares? Okay, anyway, um, I was unable to get online mm. onto Showtime. So I was like, you know what? Let me try Hulu. Listener suggested Gigi and Nate. Do you remember talking about this?
2: I don't at all. Like none of this is ringing a bell. When I saw Gigi and Nate, I think what came to mind was what is it? Angie and Frankie <laughs> on Netflix, <laughs> right? With uh, with um, oh sure, with come Jane on, Fonda. Jane Fonda and the and the woman who used to sit in the big chair. <laughs> it's something else. It's not yeah. a, it's, Lily uh... Tomlin, Angie and Frankie. Gracie and Frankie. Gracie and Frankie. Said, yeah, there you All go.
0: Right, that's what I came to right, my right. mind. Um, you know, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's got a lot of heart. It's a sweet movie. It's about um a young man and his therapy monkey.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. That's he's, great.
0: He's a capuchin monkey, and like
2: a little Marcel from Friends. Is that yeah. the kind of monkey mm-hmm. that we're talking about? That's the monkey that everyone wants.
1: The deadly monkey from Outbreak. Yes. And that that is not a good way to sell it, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I thought of when I thought of that monkey. (laughs) Come here, give me a
0: kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I like chimpanzees more than I like this guy. This guy looks sneaky.
2: I'm with you. I used to want to have a chimp. That's probably at the top of the list. Marcel really helped smaller frame monkeys rise in popularity during the 90s. Um, kind they're of like very a,
0: smart. I think they're of the smartest
2: a boo in Aladdin, you know, Aladdin's little monkey. He would just hop up. Yep. But the chimpanzee, which you would see from the commercials, they seem fun. Like they've got a real personality. They seem evidently to be okay. Uh, getting dressed up like you can put them in human clothes and now they're clapping a lot, you know, with their big hands. That seems fun.
0: Yeah, until they rip your face off. There it is. And then you have to, you know, have a head replacement surgery. Okay. Um, Anyway, I digress. Um, It's a very sweet movie. Really, you know, a kid gets into an accident. He ends up in a wheelchair. He's really depressed, clearly. And um, his mom gets him this therapy monkey that was trained to help him and help him recover. But then... Crazy things ensue, and
2: what? To, what How was the? Uh, help me understand. What was the 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 character in this movie who needs the therapy monkey? Just going through like anxiety things, uh, depression. What's um, happening there?
0: Well, he was an you know he was a very active person. Mm-hmm. He was a young man getting ready to go to college. Very good looking. Okay, um, had his whole life ahead of him, and then he came down with this terrible affliction that paralyzed him. And so now, you know, he's literally being lifted into his bed on a pulley system, you know, and being like all this crazy, um, all this crazy equipment to help him just get into bed and he can't move his arms. And so he goes through physical therapy every day. And, you know, it's, He's a young man and he's, you know, doesn't go to parties, you know, isn't out and about doing fun stuff with kids his age. So naturally depressed. But listen to this. Tomato meter, 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score, 95%.
2: Wow. I'll tell you what. And I trust the audience more. I'm not... I, I I go into movies, I, you know, with an open mind. Critics, they go in with a critical mind, but if the audience scores, well, yeah, they're, is super they're going high, in there. They're
0: they're looking at editing. They're looking yeah. at the execution of the film. They're you know all of that stuff. When people are just, they just want to feel something. Um, again, it's called Gigi and Nate. It's sweet. It's kind of like a Disney type movie. I don't like if I don't know if I'd let your littles watch this. Maybe Adeline. Because it's you know there are sad moments that might not be you know what you're going for.
2: If you were under the impression that I was adding this to the queue, <laughs> I may have miscommunicated my interest.
1: Okay.
2: It's, um, okay. here, let me say it this. Way. Let me say it this way. Okay. I'm very happy for you that you watched. This. You watched it and it's liked really it. It's
0: really sweet. 95% audience. That's score. great. That's
2: great. But as you like to say, Donna, there's so many things to watch. Yeah. I there's just a lot. Listen, to watch I right see now. a
0: monkey and I'm like, dude, I'm in. Yeah, I'm watching this. I see a dog. I'm in. I see an anteater or a donkey. Totally in. 100%.
2: Yeah, you you really have a soft spot for animals. I really like animals. I love my dog. That's that's all fun. You Yeah, they 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 hit different for you mm-hmm. in a really nice way. I Thank could see you. you living with like an in-house therapy horse at some point. I know that that's a real thing. Oh,
0: totally. I'd have ducks in the house. Oh. I'm all for it. <laughs>
2: Didn't they? Chandler and Joey had a duck and a ch- chicken? chicken? A duck and a goose? What animals did Chandler and Joey have? Because Ross had the monkey.
0: Boy, you ever think about We're talking many... about a f- friends, by the way. Friends,
2: yeah, sorry. Chicken and duck.
0: That's how Steve's mind works.
2: They had a chicken and a duck. Mm-hmm. And, Chand- and-, and Ross had a monkey. That's crazy that they had that many rare domesticated animals yeah. in the show.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Huh.
0: Anyway, what'd you watch?
2: I watched a show on A&E last night that I thought you were going to watch as well. It's called Biography, WWE Legends. You know how I ended up watching this? I got an email, a random email from, I don't know, someone who got my information. And it said, tonight, two New biography, WWE legend specials. And these are about an hour, hour and a half, like about 90 minutes uh, without commercials. Um, they have commercials, but you know what I'm saying. There was one on the NWO, which is when Hulk Hogan became a bad guy in the mid-90s, changed wrestling forever. For life. for Life, and they explain where that came from, too. And then the next one I haven't watched yet is on... Rivals, and it's called, It's on Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. And that whole backstory and how they became the biggest thing in the 80s in the world of wrestling and all that. But a soft spot, soft spot for me is wrestling. I have loved wrestling from the time I was a kid. We watched an early episode. Then we all started wrestling each other. My dad then outlawed, <laughs> after we watched Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat go at it on Clash of the Champions, my dad then outlawed wrestling for a couple of years in our home. And then a few years later, I was allowed to watch it again, and I started watching it and just loved it and went to a couple wrestling events. I just love it. I find it so throwback and nostalgic. And every Monday night, I was watching Monday Nitro and then flip over to Monday Night Raw. And so these these I'm a sucker for a sports docuseries, and these ones are good. Just all of the, hey, we're like Donna, think about how big that was in the mid-'90s when people didn't know that everything was fake. They turned Hulk Hogan, the best good guy of all time in wrestling, into a bad guy who went from say your prayers and eat your vitamins to tell all these people to shut up if they want to hear me talk. It was awesome people television. Knew
0: wrestling was fake in the
2: 80s. People thought <laughs> wrestling might be fake in the 80s, but there were t- they they wrestling, the businesses WWE, WCW, they were not overt until sometime in the 2000s that it was like everything is scripted where they just called they changed it to sports entertainment. They they pulled back the curtain but back then I have a
0: question
2: they had a WWF guy show up at a WCW event and you thought oh my gosh that's Razor Ramon what's going on what's your question
0: why did you think I was going to watch this last night
2: because you're rough and tumble you know what I'm saying you've been in a bar <laughs> fight or two don't tell me you haven't pulled somebody's hair at some point you are <laughs> in WWE my friend that's why thank you thank <laughs> you
0: <laughs> All right, we got to go.
2: Wonderful. When
0: We're we going to come, come back. back
2: we got a dirt alert. Uh, and some movie news next.